Okay. Just between us. When was the last time you read for pleasure? Not for your business, not the test scores of your kid, not, you know, with them reading to you because the school said they had to. Like, when was the last time you dug into a book that you really, really loved? Yeah, me too. (laughs) See, no judgment there. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about pleasure reading, why we need to get back to it, how we got away from it. I mean, the answer to that is probably not going to shock you, but how we can get back into it and how it's going to help you in your struggle to be unbusy and it'll help your kids too. Let's go. Hey guys, my name is Kim Sanders and welcome to You Are Worth the Work, a podcast that reminds busy moms that following your dreams ain't all rainbows and roses, but you are worth the work that it takes to thrive in this life. After you listen, please rate and review the episode. Also, if you want to connect with me, I'll have that info for you in the show notes. Let's get started. Hey, you guys. Sorry, I was fiddling with my microphone because as I got ready to record this, I opened up my laptop only to find out that my laptop was at like 18%. (laughs) And that's not good when you're trying to record a podcast on limited time, right? So I had to switch locations and with that, you know, have to adjust the microphone and all this other stuff, but we're all good. We're all good. Um, I hope you guys have been doing well. We are in, you know, we're in the routine. School has started. So I know school may have just started, what, a couple weeks ago for some of you. So I hope that's getting off to a good start. We are about a month and a half in and so far so good. You know, the boys like their teacher, they have settled into their routine. They are adjusting nicely to baseball practice and basketball training and things like that. This fall, they are mastering kid pitch. So if you, if your kid does not play baseball, there's kind of a progression of things. And, you know, T-ball is number one, right? You start at T-ball because the ball's not moving. It's sitting right there. And then you move on from T-ball to here. It's called sling pitch or machine pitch. Um, in some places it, progresses to coach pitch, but that is your, you know, what is it like your seven and your eight year olds, seven or eight, you, um, and then nine, you is when all the fun begins, right? Because not only is the ball not stationary, like in T-ball, not only is it designed to go where you want it to go or where your coach wants it to go (laughs) in coach pitch or sling pitch. Now, We have other children throwing to your children, which sometimes turns out okay. I mean, we had a scrimmage, I think, last week, and it turned out fine. But chances are a kid will get hit by a pitch at some point this year, right, in your first kid pitch year. Fingers crossed (laughs) that that doesn't happen. But we are prepared for it, and they understand that. And as an extra precaution, we do have the draw protection on their batting helmet, as well as 
kind of an undershirt. It's not a compression shirt, but it does offer some chest and rib and back protection as well. So we're good to go. They're enjoying themselves and so am I. So that's basically what's been going on with me. You know, I wouldn't say I've been in a rut per se. I will say that the motivation is lacking, right? To do the things, which things, any of the things. And it's just, there's a lot of plates to juggle. And in my quest to become unbusy, I haven't been doing a great job as I would like. And so it's a lot. And so I'm, it's a, it's a journey and it's a process and I'm still committed to it because I do want my time back, um, to do things like pleasure read, which was the whole point of this episode. Man, that was a pretty good segue. And I know for a fact, I don't do it enough. I have books. I have so many books between my Kindle and in real life, there are so many books and then so many more books on the list. I know I'm not the only one that has a list of books like next up, but there's so many of them and not as much time as I would like to devote to them. And that's why I kind of want to explore this just a little bit with you guys. Cause I know I'm not alone. I know, I know I'm not the only one that just hasn't committed that time to pleasure reading because, you know, you got to read for your business. You got to read to get better at podcasting. You got to read to get better at speaking. I'm working on this writing project. So, you know, I'm doing some writing, actually speaking into my phone as opposed to actually typing. But it's a, I think that it is, it can be an issue just because, you know, our kids see what we do. They don't really listen to what we say all the time but they absolutely see what we do. And I want my kids to be like readers, you guys, and they'll read, right? They're supposed to read 20 minutes a day as third graders, at least 20 minutes a day. And I read to them. We're reading this really cool book by Kevin Hart, a kid's book that he wrote called Marcus makes a movie. And the kids got it from the library. I love that their library has some pretty cool books and just as an aside, they brought home a reading assignment and we hadn't even talked about it. They did this in class and they read Why the Sky is Far Away. And I believe it is a Nigerian folktale. We have the book here at home. And that's why I'm really surprised they didn't even mention that they did the assignment. But I love that. I love that that is one of the books that they were reading for comprehension because it does have a great message on taking what you need and not being greedy and things like that. But yeah, it's a Nigerian folktale and I love it. Anyway, back to what I was saying. When I was a kid, I used to read everything. Cereal box. And tell me if that, you know, if you are of a certain age, you used to sit at the table and read the cereal box. You used to read anything that you can get your hands on because we weren't allowed to watch TV. Well, I couldn't focus enough to watch TV and eat at the same time, especially breakfast. Like there's no TV that is on in the morning, not here. Um, and not when I was a kid. So it was I read everything. I would read the newspaper if it was there. I would read the magazines, the catalogs, like the JCPenney catalog or the, um, what was it? Chadwick's? Wasn't that a store? Chadwick's of Boston. I used to read that catalog. I didn't order anything in it, obviously, because I was a kid, but I used to want to read everything. I used to read the encyclopedia. Like I was just a bookworm in that way. Um, but now with tablets, there's far less reading that goes on in my house and probably in yours. I do have a couple of friends that I know and their kids are like super bookworms. And I love that. 
I love, love, love it because they really, they dive deep into books and they really enjoy them. And I want that for my kids, but I know that that comes with me doing it too. Like, because we don't read as much for pleasure here at home, I think it kind of takes away from the love of reading, right? Because the only time that we really read together is when they come home from school and after they do their homework, because they're supposed to do it for 20 minutes a day. And I want them to love reading the way I did and the way I do and not see that it has to take a backseat to everything else. So I was, you know, I was looking around, obviously on my phone (laughs) about kind of reading for pleasure. And, you know, we have really busy lives and like the author of this article, and I will, um, I'll link this in the show notes. Our lack of reading plays a role in the lack of our children reading for pleasure too. There's so many benefits of reading for pleasure for me. And this doesn't come from the blog. I don't know. Maybe it does. But for me, when, when I read for pleasure, I feel so much more calm. Now at the same time, I do feel a little guilty because I know that there's something else that I could be doing, right? I should be, or I air quotes should be doing as the, you know, like the washing machine goes off and I'm still deep in a book. I should be moving the clothes from the washer to the dryer. I should be looking at that video about how to optimize my podcast. I should be researching for my next newsletter. I should be, you know what I'm saying? Like that guilt sets in that there's something else I should be doing. And so one of the things that I think can help me combat this is to read somewhere else that's not at my house. (laughs) I've noticed that if I read somewhere and I am um, not at home, surrounded by the things that I quote unquote have to do, then I can read more. The only problem with that is I can't get as comfortable, right? I can't be as comfortable at Panera as I can be on my couch here. So there's your pros and cons about that. But I also very rarely read when the kids are around for pleasure, because I usually, I'm usually doing something with or for them or we're somewhere, you were out somewhere Or I don't know, like I'm going to or from a different task. And I think that if they see me pleasure reading more and not for business, although that's important, I think if they see me pleasure read more, they will be more inclined to do the same. So I am going to make a concerted effort to pleasure read in front of them just to show them that you are able to take time away from one, the television and two, their tablets in order to read for fun. And it is just as satisfying to do that because you can lose yourself in a book. I remember like they're just, they have a lot of good books on their shelf now that they can read independently. But according to this blog, it's called tip top brain is the site Students who read for pleasure become better readers as they truly engage with the text. So my kids are eight. They are still learning. They can read independently, but they're still learning how to read. And I tell them, you know, you practice reading just like you practice your swing. You practice reading just like you practice your jump shot. Like, and I don't mean to make it feel like a chore 
or a job or something that you quote unquote have to do, but you read in everything. And I do let them pick the book, right? So when they read for their 20 minutes, one of the things that the blog talks about is the child enacts on their free will to choose a text as they please. You know, they can, they can pick whatever book they want. There, there's a plethora of books on the shelves, anything from like mystery to um, kind of science fiction, dragon, fantasy type stuff. And I think part of me wants to hear them read because I want to be able to correct them just in case they make a mistake in the words. But you know what? That's what comprehension and kind of word context, like you got to learn that. And I think the only way they're going to really truly learn it is by independently reading and comprehending what they're reading. Also, like I said earlier, you know, understanding that it's okay to read at home and not just for school is super important for their own development, right? For their social development. It's okay to not be constantly like doing things with your hands all the time. And you can, I guess you can hold a squishy ball and you can use a fidget spinner and all that stuff, but it's okay to sit still. (laughs) That is one thing that I think as far as we're concerned is something that we as a family need to work on is just sitting still. Uh, We do a lot. We do a lot as a family between sports and school and other kind of extracurricular things. I think it would benefit us to just sit still and just read for a little bit, you know, and not make it forced, but again, kind of leading by example. And it also helps to aid in their imagination, right? It helps their imagination. There are some things that when they dig into the book will spark their creativity to draw, to talk, to kind of role play you know, and I think that then begets better play. You know, I think my kids do play and they love Beyblades still, and they'll make up stories and this and that about their battles. But I think that reading a book will spark some sort of creativity and it can't hurt, right? To have a more creative type of role play. They'll be encouraged to empathize with the characters in the book. Like we're reading Marcus makes a movie and uh, (laughs) Marcus is having a time making this movie because his screenplay, we're at the part where his screenplay is trash. Like his little friend critiqued it and she critiqued it like a just read up and down the pages. And, you know, we've been talking about, hey, you know, you got to work at something. And one of the quotes in the book, well, I'm paraphrasing, but it was before you can write a good script, you have to write a bad one which teaches them, Hey, the first time you do something, you will not always succeed. You probably will not succeed, but that's why you are open to constructive criticism and you get better from that. The people you value, you show them what you've got and you let them and their expertise and wisdom tell you what needs work and you do what you will with that. You know, if you believe that, then you go on with it. If you don't, then you don't. But another thing that could help is it helps foster relationships with other kids, right? So the kids that play on their sports teams may not like the same books that they do, but this other kid in class might. And so then you have something in common with a bunch of different people. And I believe that leads to a well-rounded kid, 
you want kids that can at least empathize with others, right? And they can connect about books. Like there's probably a kid in their class that loves dragon books. And so do they, right? They can talk about, well, have you read this book? Well, have you read that book? Well, let's swap books or I'll grab that from the library. And I honestly believe if we read more as a people, (laughs) we would be better just as a society. The more people who are able to read and the more access to books with differing ideas It can only make us better. Facts are facts, obviously. So if we're talking about history, then facts are facts. History is history. There usually aren't two ways about that. But I'm talking about like fiction, right? So there may be people that like romance novels. I don't, but there's people who do. And they connect from that, from different backgrounds. You know, there's people from different backgrounds, different areas of life, different walks of life. And why wouldn't you want to connect with more people who like the things that you like? Or maybe find different perspectives in the things that you are connecting with, right? You can, for a murder mystery, you know, you're like, well, who do you think did it? Well, I think Colonel Mustard did it in the study because look at how he was acting at the police station. I don't know. I totally made that up. But having a different, hearing a different perspective on the thing that you're connecting with can only make you better, I think. So... I am going to make a concerted effort to read more and slow down more and block off that time for me to read pleasure, pleasure, read more. I actually did get a new book. Um, I believe it's a murder mystery. I'm listening to an audio book right now, but I listen to it while I'm working and I'm going to see how this goes. So take the challenge with me. Let me know. Let me know on social media. If you're going to take the challenge with me to pleasure, read more, even if it's like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, doesn't have to be every day, but maybe every other day, you know, life is life. And let me know if the kids kind of gravitate to you more and ask you what you're doing and what you're reading. And I think that this is going to work. I think we're going to be raising reader kids for people who have kids that are already bookworms. Let me know what you've done. Is that just something that they naturally did? Or is there something that you did? And I will be glad to share it on another episode and absolutely shout you out for it. So let me know. My social media is in the show notes. I'll also link this article that I found, the one I told you about the blog and y'all have an amazing day. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to You Are Worth the Work. If you enjoy this podcast, I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, review, share, tell your friends, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.